The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with Boo Hoo. All of us take a lot of things for granted, like the telephone, the movies, and I know that often goes for your grocer, too. You know, he's always there, ready to serve you. But I wonder if you also realize that your grocer is your friend, who is constantly striving to give you the most efficient personal service, plus the finest foods available. We're mighty pleased with the way our dealers have been so anxious to meet your demands for Jell-O, and the way in which they have kept Jell-O prominently displayed, where you can see it and get it quickly and easily. And the makers of Jell-O want me to remind you that April 5th to April 10th is National Retail Grocers Week. We hope you'll patronize your grocer this week especially to your fullest extent. The next time you're in the store, be sure to get a supply of Jell-O. There are six delicious flavors, and every one is made from fresh, ripe fruit. But be sure you get genuine Jell-O, for no other gelatin dessert has Jell-O's extra-rich fruit flavor. Ask for Jell-O and look for the big red letters on the box. Orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Spring is here. Oh, beautiful spring, bringing with it butterflies, blossoms, wildflowers, April showers, and Jack Benny. Hello again. This is your little buttercup speaking. Isn't that springish, folks? Ah, but spring is here. Nature beckons, and we are all victims of its magic spell. Aren't we, Don? You said it. Honestly, Don, I feel so good I could go right out and play two brisk holes of golf. <laughs> Don't overdo us. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we're back in California, especially during the spring season? Oh, I sure am, Jack. Everything is so bright and green. Now, have you noticed how warm it's getting? Yes, sir. Real summer weather. And by the way, Jack, have you filled your swimming pool yet? Yes, Don, with water and relatives. <laughs> But I don't care about that. I have other interests this time of year, planting and gardening. Rita, you don't know how much pleasure I get out of working in my garden, just digging into things. Jack, I didn't know you were interested in gardens. Oh, Don, just give me a hoe and a package of seeds and I'll sow my head off. <laughs> I'm just mad about parsley in its wild state. Oh, God, Jack, you're not the type that works in the garden. I'm not, eh? Look at these calluses on my hands. Those are knuckles. Well, if I turned them over, you'd see something. <laughs> oh, yes, Don. I'm a real gardener. In fact, quite a soil tiller. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Tilly. <laughs> That's tiller, and you can laugh if you want to, but I've gone in for agriculture in a big way. I'm not laughing, Jack. See, I plant a garden every year. You do? I'll say. Just give me a hoe and a package of seeds, and Mary Dora goes wild. <laughs> well, well. I've been working on my garden all week. Oh. Yesterday, I put in carrots, pansies, cherries, violets, and radishes. Mm. And I planted them in straw. 
In straw? What are you trying to raise? Spring hat. Spring hat? That's silly. By the time they come up, the season will be over. Then I can add a turkey and use it for Christmas baskets. Well, that's very clever, very. Say, Mary, the way you grow things, you're a regular Luther Burbank. I'll say. I even find out a way to grow mashed potatoes. How? Well, first I put vanishing cream on the skins. Yes. Then I plant them with a hammer. <laughs> oh, go away, Gracie. <laughs> Say, you know, I don't think either of you know as much about gardening as I do. Oh, really? Well, I've had a ranch for years, and I've been very successful with it. Now, what do you raise, Don? Oh, uh... Strawberries, uh, raspberries, cherries, oranges, lemons and limes, I know. <laughs> Have you a very big place? No, just six delicious acres. Oh. Well, I must drive out and see it sometime. Uh, look for the big red letters on the mailbox. That's right, Mary. <laughs> hello, Jack. What are you talking about? Uh, hello, Phil. We were just discussing our different hobbies. Uh, do you go for gardening, Phil? Not me. You don't care for it, huh? No. Give me a hoe and a package of seeds and I'll throw them in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You'd rather have a pool cue and a package of cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, Jack. Yeah? You're getting to be quite a celebrity in your hometown, aren't you? Why, right, what do you mean? Well, I saw a newsreel last night showing the big celebration your hometown put on for you. Oh, is it in the newsreel? Well, that's right, Phil, and I want to tell you it was the greatest thrill of my life. Walt Keegan really went to town. Yeah, quite a tribute, wasn't it? Yes, sir. What a day. I'll never forget it. But the thing that, Phil, really, the thing that touched me most was the tree they planted in my honor right on the public square. And they called it the Jack Benny Elm. <laughs> oh, just imagine, fellas. That little tree in the village green represents me. Isn't that a poetic thought? It certainly is. Hey, can't you just picture it? Birds nesting on my limbs. <laughs> <laughs> No, really, lovers carving their initials in my trunk. Beautiful. And can't you just see me there in the park, swaying to and fro in the breeze? Drunk again. You know I don't drink. And then picture me there in the various seasons. Winter, and my limbs are covered with snow. Then spring comes, and I bud. <laughs> then summer comes. And the soft breezes caress me. Then woodpeckers come in your air condition. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's, there's no use trying to be high class here. Anyway, that tree represents me. <laughs> Rover, get away. I tell you, boys, I tell you, when, when your hometown comes through like that... Hello, fellas. Oh, hello, Kenny. Who are you talking about? Uh, Jack thinks he's a tree. Oh, boy, let's climb him. Hey, don't get smart, Kenny. What a gang on this program. Isn't there a single nature lover among you? I think that I shall never see... A thing as lovely as a tree. Did you ever see Marlon Dietrich in a bathing suit? Oh, yes. What am I thinking of? <laughs> Play, Phil. Oh, woodman, spare that Dietrich. <laughs>
Played by Phil Harris and his orchestra. And I want to tell you, Phil, it's really a pleasure to work with you after that other band leader in New York. You know, the one who thought he had me scared. What a rowdy. Now, wait a minute, Jack. If you're referring to Abe Lyman, I want you to know that he's a friend of mine. Oh, I didn't know he had one. <laughs> and furthermore, Abe is as sweet and gentle as a lamb. Yeah, he's gentle, all right. He slapped me on the back one night and my pants went to half man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jack, you know. <laughs> oh, Abe is just a great big boy, but he's really a nice fellow, isn't he, Mary? Yeah, I was out with him four times, and he never hit me once. <laughs> well, you probably duck. Anyway, I'd punch him right in the nose if I wasn't afraid he'd sue me. Or you're a safe. Is that so? <laughs> the trouble with you, Jack, is, well, you can't get along with anybody. You're always running people down. Oh, I don't know. You never heard me pan anyone but Lyman, did you? What about Fred Allen? Oh, you mean my pal, Freddy? Why, we're the best of friends. Our little feud was all in fun, and we were just tossing jokes back and forth. Well, he tossed them further than you did. Yeah, and he's funnier, too. Everybody knows that. Well, that's silly. I got just as many laughs as he did. Yes, but don't you see, Jack, they were laughing with him and at you. Oh, you're imagining things. No, I'm not. Why, Alan made you the laughing stock of the country. He did? Certainly. <laughs> he said you were anemic, didn't he? Oh, but that was just kidding. Oh, Freddie is the sweetest guy in the world. Kidding? You are anemic, aren't you? Well, I, uh... Well, there is a little drought in my blood vessels. <laughs> but, gee... Freddy didn't mean anything. He's too regular. Well, you think it was fair of him to point out your physical condition? Well, I, uh, I... Was that nice? Oh, he didn't mean anything. Was he that was... the sporting thing to do? Well, I... Was it? Well, it, it, it certainly was not. Who does Alan think he is? Honey, I didn't see through that guy before. Well, that's because he's tricky. He took advantage of you. Phil, you're right. There he goes again. Thanks, Phil, for exposing that double-crosser. And to think I was up to Alan's house for dinner. Well, I might have been poisoned. How do I look, Mary? Poisoned. There you are. I was right. Don, get me a doctor, quick. Now, Jack, Jack, pull yourself together. What's wrong? I've been poisoned by Fred Allen. Why, Jack, that's the silliest thing I ever heard of. Allen wouldn't harm a fly. Oh, he wouldn't, eh? After what I just heard. Calm down now. Alan is the best friend you ever had. Yeah? Certainly. <laughs> You're just letting Phil Harris get you all riled up. You know Phil is a troublemaker. Ain't he the rat? <laughs> well, I'm I'm not so sure about that. Oh, Jack, you've got a mind like a seesaw on a merry-go-round. Oh, yeah? Mary is right. What do you listen to Harris for, anyway? He's only out to get your goat. Well... And another thing, Fred Allen loves you like a brother. Hmm. He does? Of course he does. <laughs> well, gee, I... I always thought Freddie and I were pals. I, gee, I don't know why I let... Mm. Now, you listen to me, Phil Harris. <laughs> if you think you can start a lot of trouble around here and sway me, you're badly mistaken. a boy, Jack. I'm on to your little game. Believe me, you didn't have me fooled for one second. Well, I have the right to my opinion. Opinion? You got an opinion like a seesaw on a merry-go-round. Did that come around again? And another thing, Harris, keep your nose out of my business if you know what's good for you. That's what I say. You shut up. <laughs> I'll attend to Phil. Oh, lay off, Jack. 
Phil Harris is the best friend you ever had. He is? <laughs> Gosh, now where am I? Oh, let's drop the whole thing and go on with this program before I make a chump out of myself. You mean again? Uh, I never saw such a... What are you going to sing now, Kenny? Gee, I got so excited about you being poisoned, I forgot. Well, I wasn't poisoned. Mary, while Kenny is singing, send a wire to Fred Allen and tell him I'm sorry, will you? Shall I pay for it? No, let him be a little sorry, too. <laughs> okay. Well, sing, Kenny. Play troublemaker or pal or whatever you are. Why ever accepted that watch Phil gave me for Christmas? I don't know. Lover from time immemorial has pleaded and promised to wed in formless setting. Somewhere or other, I pray. His story might have been different if some of these lovers had said, you like it, Jack. Give me a hole and a package of seeds, and I can sing like a canary. <laughs> well, I particularly like that number. Something new, isn't it? Yes, for my picture of the same name. Oh, that's right. The uh, the new one you made for Paramount. Mm-hmm. I was going to too. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> well, why didn't you mention it? Now, what am I, a press agent or a comedian? You're a cluck. You're <laughs> awfully funny since you started making pictures. I bet you got in on somebody else's screen cast. It wasn't yours. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Do you want your watch back? Yes. Indian giver. 
try and get it. Boy, I hate to have him. I hate to have him in a picture with me. I bet he drove everybody on the set crazy. Especially the girls. Oh, I don't know, Mary. I don't know. Phil's not so much. Take away that wavy hair and those blue eyes and pearly teeth and that physique of his, and, and what have you got? You. The fine answer. I'm sorry we were interrupted, Kenny. What are we talking about? My picture. Oh, yes. And say, you seem to be pretty busy these days. I understand you're singing here at the Paramount Theater this week. Sure, and I tell jokes, too. Smart ones. Oh. <laughs> so you tell smart jokes, huh? I bet, the, I bet the audience doesn't get them. Neither do I. <laughs> I can't understand that. Uh, didn't anyone in the audience laugh? Oh, only my girl. But what does she know? <laughs> Well, she has faith in you, anyway. You know, Jack, yeah. I saw Kenny Jack last night, and believe me, his singing goes over big. Well. He's a regular Jeanette McDonald. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you, Kenny. I really am. You know, I used to love the stage myself. It's, it's too bad Vaudeville is dead. You did your part. <laughs> well, if you're trying to get that watch back, it's no use. Anyway, Kenny, I'm glad you're doing so well at the Paramount, and I hope your picture will be just as successful. Uh, what's the name of it again? Turn Off the Moon. Turn Off the Moon. That's a nice title. You know, I'm starting my new picture in about two weeks. It's, uh, it's all about my career on the airwaves. Oh, yeah? What's the name of it? Turn Off the Radio. <laughs> Don't do it, folks. He's only kidding. Anyway, uh, that's not the name of my picture. It's called the... Oh, pardon me. Hello? Yes? Long distance? It's for you, Mary. Plainfield calling. Oh, my mother. Yes. You must have straightened things out with a phone company. <laughs> hello? Oh, hello, Mama. What a surprise. Feel afraid. Mary, you're talking on the phone. Well, Mama doesn't analyze things. I know. I saw Papa. <laughs> Give myself a joke once in a while. Yes? Yes, what's that, Mama? No. No, you're all mixed up. It's nothing like that. What's wrong, Mary? Mama's mad because you poisoned Fred Allen. Uh, tell her I didn't do it. No, Mama. Does Jack look like a murderer? He does not. <laughs> oh, nobody looks good in the newsreel. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Thanks. Uh, say, Mama, did you have a nice Easter? Oh, that's good. How's Papa? What? <laughs> he did. <laughs> what happened, Mary? <laughs> what happened? Papa looked in the mirror yesterday and said bear traps all over the house. <laughs> Fine. Why did he get a haircut? Yes, Mama. I will. Yes, uh-huh. Hello, Bert. Just thought I'd drop in and see how you are. Oh, hello, Andy. See, not so loud. Mary's talking on the phone. Huh? Oh, pardon me. <laughs> uh, what, Mama? No, Jack isn't playing his violin. It's Andy Devine. <laughs> oh, oh, come here, Andy, and say hello to my mother, will you? 
Sure. Hello, Mrs. Livingston. I said hello, Mrs. Livingston. Hello. Oh, give me that phone. Mama, it's Andy. Hello. Hello, Mama. Hello. Oh, you scared her, Andy. She hung up. <laughs> Doggone it, I'm always scaring people. No, you're all right, Andy. It was just a sudden shot, you know. What brings you here, anyway? Well, Buck, I've been having trouble over at my place all week long. You have? Yeah, you remember that menu you gave me from the... From the Waldorf Astoria? Menu? Yeah, the bill affair. That's menu, menu. Well, whatever it was, I showed it to my chickens. You know the part where it says two eggs, 90 cents? Oh, you, you showed it to your chickens, huh? Uh, yeah, now they want to live in the house. You're not gonna you're not gonna stand for that, are you, Andy? <laughs> no, sir. I ain't gonna throw my pigs out for no hand. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. No use discomforting yourself. But, say, how's your garden coming along, Andy? Oh, fine, but I'm having a little trouble with my hired man. He can't see very well. Yeah, well, what happened? Well, yesterday he cut down the picket fence. He thought it was corn. Well, Andy, look. Why don't you get him a pair of glasses? Well, I can't, Buck. If he ever sees them pigs in his room, he'll quit. <laughs> well, now, that's silly. I mean, doesn't... Look, Andy. So, so, doesn't he ever step on them? Yeah, but he thinks they're calluses. <laughs> I can't, I can't understand that. Don't the pigs groan and squeal? Sure, but they sound just like me, and he don't pay any attention to them. <laughs> well, then you're very lucky. You're very lucky. Say, uh, come here a minute, Andy. I, I want to ask you something about my garden. Look, do you think that if I... Uh, wait a minute, Andy. Play, Phil. Andy, do you think that my artichokes would object if I put onions next to them? Huh? No, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about it, Andy?
to do that, Andy. Uh, that was Riding High from Red Hot and Blue, played by Phil Harris and his asparagus. I mean, his orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to make a serious announcement regarding one of our future programs. We have received hundreds and hundreds of requests to repeat some of the more popular plays which we presented during 1936. Now, as we do not know which one of these plays to select, we are going to ask you to make your own choice from a list I am about to give you. Now, take a pencil and a piece of paper, and here is the list. Are you ready? Now, here we go. A mutiny on the Jello. Hold on there. Hold on a minute. Oh, pardon me, folks. There's a lady in Racine, Wisconsin, who's not quite ready. <laughs> Are you all set now? Okay. Let her rip. Well, here we go. Here we go. Now, remember, mutiny on the Jello. Code of the Hill. Way Down East, Our Wilderness, Charlie Chan in Radio City, Emperor Jones, and Why Girls Leave Home. I know. Choir. <laughs> now be sure and write in your choice, addressing me care of NBC Studio, Hollywood, California. And the play receiving the largest number of votes will be presented on this program in about four weeks. Results to be announced later. Well, I guess that just about washes up the program for tonight. Hey, Kenny, what are you writing there? A vote for Turn Off the Moon. I have a swell part in that. Oh. <laughs> are you voting, John? Why, sure. And, Jack, uh, which play was it where I said, uh, Jell-O is the most popular gelatin dessert in the world with its new extra-rich fresh fruit flavor and everyday millions of people eat it? Well, just take any one of them, Don. Any one of them. <laughs> well, you can all go now, fellas. Okay. Well, so long, Jack. See you next Sunday. So long, Kenny. Take it easy, Jack. Hey, Jack. Yes, Phil? I wasn't in any of those plays you mentioned. Well, we'll find a little part for you. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Don't worry. Wait for me, Mary. I'll take you home. All right, Jack. Well, so long, bud. Oh, are you still here, Andy? Yeah, but I'm going too. Say, wait a minute, Andy. Before you go, uh, come here a minute. Look at this, will you? What? Well, here's a funny seed I found this morning. I... I can't make out what it is. Let's see it. <laughs> Looks like a watermelon seed. Well, I don't know, Andy. It, you know, it, it looks more like a sunflower seed. I can't figure it out. Let me see that, Jack. Here. Oh, what's the matter with you guys? This is an elk tooth. <laughs> it sure is. Yep, it's an elk tooth, all right. Throw it away, Jack. No use raising elk. No, that's right. That's right. Come on, let's go. Let's go. There's a brand new Jell-O dessert that you're going to say right off the reel is something really special. Banana Bavarian cream. Smooth, rich, and downright delicious. And here's all you do to make it. Dissolve one package of lemon jello in one pint of hot water. Then whip one half a cup of heavy cream and fold it into the jello when the jello is slightly thickened. Next, fold in five bananas, crush to a pulp, and sweeten. Mold and serve and listen to the family cheer. For everybody is sure to enjoy the combination of the rich banana flavor with the tart, tangy lemon jello. So serve it soon. But when you make your banana Bavarian cream, be sure to make it with genuine jello. For only jello has that extra rich fruit flavor. Flavor from fresh, ripe fruit. That's why jello is the most popular gelatin dessert in the world today. So always be sure to get the real thing genuine jello. the last number of the 27th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time. Good night, folks.
The Jello program comes to you from Hollywood over the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. KFI Los Angeles.